Hey everybody, welcome to the Audience of One podcast, where we live by Colossians 3, 23. Whatever you do, do it enthusiastically as something done for the Lord and not for men. Here we talk about life, purpose, and growth, and attempt to practically live our lives focused on pleasing our audience of one, which is God. Enjoy the show and be blessed. Welcome back to another episode of the Audience of One podcast. I am excited that the first episode of this new season was such a hit and I am looking forward to sharing with you all the other episodes that I have lined up. Have you struggled during this time with your thoughts? Have you felt low or depressed and just kind of not fully sure why your mind is just kind of all over the place. Well, if I'm being honest, it's been so much easier for me to grab hold of complaints instead of finding things to be grateful about. I mean, one swipe through social media will have you feeling extremely excited or um, laughing about something and then make you feel angry and frustrated and sad all in one swipe. And because of this, I wanted to explore this area to see if there's something else that I can can do or another way that I can think during this time. So I decided to reach out to someone who had extensive experience in this space to help shed some light on how we can choose to change our thinking and opt to be a little bit more grateful. Our guest today is Victoria Walker, and she has dealt with depression. And through her journey, God has revealed to her some great revelations that has helped her on her platform and helped encourage and inspire so many women. I feel like she's the perfect person to guide us along this journey as she does so effortlessly in her podcast and blog called Choose to Think. There she deals with how issues of our heart can impact our thinking. After the show, my hope is that you'll leave with some practical tips on how to actually be more grateful in your daily life and how you can embrace joy, freedom, and hope for your own emotional healing. I hope you are all excited about the show. Let's jump in. Hi, Victoria. Welcome to the Audience of One podcast. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much, Monique, for having me. I'm really grateful to be here. Oh, awesome. We are so excited to have you here on the show. I know my listeners are going to be so blessed by this podcast episode. So I'm very, very excited. Oh, good. Thank you. So before we get started, I would love for you to tell the listeners a little bit about you and listeners, just a little background on how I met Victoria. We are both in a podcasting community and she actually posted some weeks ago about collaborating with other Christian podcasters. So I completed her um, contact form. And after that, I started looking into her podcast. And I was really blessed by the content. And I just knew that bringing her on our platform here would be a blessing to the listener. So this is how Victoria and I were connected. Um, So Victoria, if you could please tell the audience just a little bit more about who you are, and if you're willing to share a little bit of your testimony as well. Oh, absolutely. And thank you so much. I am so glad, Monique, that you did reach out and 
put your information in that form and, and that we got connected like this. So that's really awesome. As far as my testimony goes, I think I'll just jump right into really what launched my ministry back in 2016 is I went through a depression and it really turned me upside down, kind of put me on my head. And I, I mean, just to set this, this stage here, I have four children and they were all leaving the nest and, you know, getting married, all very good, very happy things to have happen. And so they were leaving and my, I had a change in, my, in a job and going through menopause, that wasn't really very fun either. So I had hormonal shifts and a lot of emotional shifts. And suddenly I found myself in, in a rather, um, you know, it wasn't just a mild depression. It was, it was a pretty big deal to me and I was struggling. And so I had, I actually had a friend and I was a Christian and, but I had a friend challenge me. She said, Victoria, why don't you learn what it means to take thoughts captive? And so at that moment, I, I took her up on that because it seemed like the alternatives for me regarding like medical help would be like hormonal replacement therapy or antidepressants, neither of which I was very fond of. And at any rate, that began a journey for me to, to really start learning what it means to take thoughts captive. The Bible tells us to take thoughts captive. And, but what does that really mean? Matter of fact, the Bible says to take every thought captive. And so I began doing that and you kind of fast forward to, to now, you know, like four years later and my life is so different. What I learned in my journey is that our thoughts actually take up mental real estate. They're not just like gray little things floating around in the air or something like that. Our thoughts actually are composed of chemicals inside our brain. What I also learned is that our brains are neuroplastic, which means, you know, plastic, they can be moldable or, or shapeable. And so our thoughts are very, very, very powerful. And I think that's why the Lord tells us to take them captive because we want to, number one, bring them into submission to his truth. And so we have to know his truth to do that. And that may be truth about who he says he is through his word and truth about who he says we are. And so because our thoughts are so critically important and powerful, they actually basically drive us to our emotions. And I would say, Monique, that I was a very, prior to this point, I was a very emotionally driven Christian. Now, emotions, of course, aren't bad. Um, they're God-given. You know, Jesus displayed a whole lot of emotions himself, and there's nothing, quote, wrong with our emotions. But for me, I got stuck in my emotions. And that did not help the anxious, fearful, depressed state that I was actually in because thoughts produce the emotions and then emotions produce the actions. And so I found myself really kind of just tied up and kind of bound by a lot of talk, what I would call toxic thinking. So does this kind of give you an idea of where 
um, you know, back in 2016, I came through that time and, and basically my ministry, because of the change that I had, I wanted to share that with other people truly from my heart to say, man, there really is something about taking our thoughts captive. And my ministry also is, it's kind of twofold. I have the Choose to Think podcast, and then I also have uh, my website where I blog regularly. And the focus, a lot of the focus on the website is about a grateful heart and having a grateful heart, because I learned that the attitude or the mindset of gratitude probably helped me more than anything to pivot out of those toxic thoughts and the, you know, the emotions that I may have gotten stuck in. And that was worth talking about. And that was worth sharing with other people. And I am so not the same individual that I was those few years ago. And I couldn't be more joyful about that. And so I just, that's the message that I want to share is that if, you know, if there's a listener who feels stuck or who feels, you know, maybe they're succumbing to the lies that, you know, we, we can tell ourselves all kind of stuff and maybe it's a lie from the enemy of our souls. Maybe it's something that we, somebody else told us about us that we just kind of believed. maybe a hurtful comment. It could be a worldly standard that, oh, I've got to look like this, or why don't I, you know, have this and that comparison trap and all of that. So there are all kinds of ways that we're hit with a whole lot of different thoughts. But my message is that we do not have to stay there. There is a better way and it's God's way. And there is joy and there is freedom and there is emotional health and healing. That is, is what I have experience. That's what I've received from, from God. Victoria, thank you so much for sharing all of that. And you can totally hear just in your voice, the way you communicate that God definitely took you through a journey and has brought you out on another side of joy and just hope. And even you sharing your story is just ministering to people in and of itself. And it just reminds me of how oftentimes we have to experience personal trials and situations so that later we can encourage and motivate other people with our stories. And that's exactly what it sounds like God has taken you through. So thank you for sharing that. Oh, you're quite welcome. And I will also add to all of this, the whole notion of gratitude as Christians, it's probably to me, one of the greatest defenses of our faith, because we actually have someone to thank. It is not this whole movement for gratitude to me is not just positive thinking like, oh, I'm going to look at the world like it's, you know, glass half full and, oh, I'm going to be happy and, oh, I'm going to do this. It is so not that. It is a, it is so internal where I am grateful and thankful to God Almighty and to the Lord for his goodness and his kindness and his love and his 
the the hand that he extends to me when I need help and the spirit that he has given to me. I am just so grateful for those things. I actually, as Christians, we have someone to thank. It's not just this, and, and there's nothing wrong with positivity. I'm not really saying that, but it positivity is somewhat to me a little bit more secular or more superficial. Whereas this movement of gratitude for me as a Christian and fostering that mindset and really giving thanks and everything that comes from the inside. It's a soul cry really. And it's a soul's position that I will be grateful. I will give thanks and I am thankful and I'm grateful to you, Lord, first and foremost. And I think that's an important distinction to make. If, if someone thinks it's just, you know, oh, that's just her thing. She's just going to be real happy go lucky. No, it's so much more than that. It changed my life really. I love that. And I really love that you made the distinction of it not just being a uh, positive thinking. I know for for myself, I've been really reading a lot of self help books lately and business related books. And it seems like the common thing to say, Oh, be grateful, be grateful. You know, you have to change your mind to a positive mindset. And I'm like, you know, I've known to be grateful for years growing up in church, but it, it seems like in those books that I've been reading, they're leaving out God. And that's the, the main source of where our gratitude should come from. So I really do appreciate you um, calling attention to that. So for people who don't really know where to start with being grateful or expressing gratitude, what are some practical tips that you can provide people to incorporate more gratitude in their daily lives? I love that question because I consider myself, Monique, like this queen of practical applications because sometimes when I hear people or teachings, I'm like, okay, that's good, but what does that really mean? And how does this make a difference in your life? So I love that you're, that you're desiring to have practical applications. To me, that is just so helpful and it kind of keeps it real that way. So I think the first thing that I would do and something that I also did was I started journaling and it's very common nowadays. Matter of fact, there, you can go buy if you want a grat gratitude journal. It would have that on the outside, but you can just grab any old notebook and and just start cataloging the, the times that you have experienced gratitude, or maybe at the conclusion of a day, or even at the beginning of the day, you can say, oh, what happened today that I was thankful for? Or what, what am I feeling so grateful for right now? And so what happens in your mind when you start doing that is that you're developing this sensitivity for times that God has shown up and been who God says he is in your life. And he becomes, his, the demonstration of his character becomes true to you in a sense. And so that's just a very simple thing that some folks may want to do. Just start writing, training your mind to identify things for which you're grateful. And it can be so simple. Um, it doesn't have to be like earth shattering kind of, you know, um, I'm grateful I, I 
didn't die in the car accident, even though it could be that, but it could be small things like the, the shoes on your feet and the, the food in your belly and a healthy child. Could, there could be so many things for which we're grateful. I mean, just thousands, that's untold. So that might be a very simple and easy place for someone to start. And then I would also, that that's kind of the the practical as about as practical as I can get, but then I go very quickly into more of a spiritual approach and that's developing sensitivity just throughout the day. You may not always have your journal there with you. I mean, you can always record it in your phone or make a note or something like that, but just as far as the sensitivity goes, try to keep a good tab on how you're feeling what are your feelings during the day do you notice a dip all of a sudden and then and then you're like wow what just happened to me I was just driving down the road and I was so excited to be going to meet my friend and then all of a sudden boom and and try to reverse engineer that and go back to the to the thoughts that may have caused that but also find the silver lining in all circumstances. So another, and this may be kind of like two in one. So number one is to really get to the root of it in perhaps the most practical spiritual sense, if I could say that, would be to begin to identify those thoughts and emotions that are maybe triggering, um, you know, unrest or chaos, lack of uh, of peace in your life or that are robbing your joy. And then um, try to begin to train yourself, even in that very moment that you recognize the emotion or the thought that you, where you don't want to stay camped out to, to find that silver lining. For example, um, my washer broke recently and um, this was last week. And, you know, that's a pretty big deal. Now with COVID appliances take forever to get in. If you order new ones, it's, it's also one of those life um, actually, it was the dryer, and it's just a disturbance that happens. And I live here in Kentucky, and so we're coming into some cooler temperature. And I thought, you know, if it'd been summer, I would just dry my clothes outside, and might not. I could wait a little while, but um, coming into the cooler temperature, I, you know, I kind of felt like I needed to have a dryer. At any rate, um, instead of letting that be like this big deal in my life, um, I was able to say you know, wait a minute, I, I'm not going to complain that my dryer broke, or I'm not going to feel sorry for myself that this happened to me at this moment on this day and at this time in my life in this season, or however we want to extrapolate that. It was, it was, I, I processed that in a way, okay, number one, I had a dryer in the first place. Number two, I have a hookup in my home in my home for that dryer. I have a home. Um, number three, I have clothes that need to be washed and dried. I mean, we could just keep going and keep going and keep going. But there's a real skill to that. It doesn't come naturally in our humanness. We want to feel sorry for ourselves, and and that's kind of an otherwise you know, non-charged example, but we could talk about examples that are much more difficult, like, um, you know, 
something really serious happening. For example, what if I'm in a wheelchair or something along those lines, or I lose my sight or, um, you know, we have the COVID scare or maybe my father's ill or, you know, we could get to scenarios that are even a matter of life and death. But even then, even then we have a choice about how we respond to those events in our lives because no, somebody's always going to have it harder and somebody's always going to have it easier. But our job is, can we find the joy? Because God tells us that we can count it all joy. And God tells us we're going to have trials in this life. And that is no great headline. We know that we live that, but our responses, we can take ownership of. And if, you know, I used to have this friend who told me, um, I would call her and I would just want to vent, right? I mean, we all have those friends and we're like, I need to vent. And this was a dear friend and mentor. Matter of fact, she's the one who told me, she challenged me to, to discover what it means to take my thoughts captive way back when. And um, she could tell by the tone of my voice when I called her, she's like, Victoria, do you want to go down to the pit? Because if you go down there, you're going to eat dirt. And she said, I love you so much. I'll go down to the pit with you if you want me to but let's just go down quickly. Why don't we just spend five minutes down there? And as soon as she would say something like that, I'd be like, oh my goodness, I'm going down to that pit to, to eat on some dirt. And that's really not what I want to do. So I, and although on, you know, some days I would call her and say, yes, I need to go down to the pit just for five minutes. I want to chew on some dirt. Come on with me just for five minutes and we're in and out. But now I don't even do that because I, I don't want to go down there anymore. And so just training our minds to find the joy and reframing our thoughts, taking our thoughts off of ourselves, which is very hard to do, but training our brain, our, we change our brain, training our minds to do that. We literally can change our brains. And then when something goes, you know, we get a flat tire, then our whole world isn't turned upside down. We are like, we keep it in perspective, but it's also, it's not just grace under pressure. It is, it is saying, Lord, this was just a divine interruption in your calendar. There is nothing that's too big for you. I'm so grateful that I have this car. I'm so grateful that it's relatively new and I can generally, I jump in it and I zip down the road and I'm not even thinking about it. Thank you for this car. Lord, who are you going to send to help me? Or is there someone who might be able to, you know, I can call now or it's involving God in that, but keeping such a grateful um, attitude and perspective as we deal with all those upsets, whether they're big, huge ones, or just even these little teeny everyday ones. I know you're enjoying this episode, but I want to take a quick pause to let you know how you can support the show. Did you know the audience of one has its very own Patreon account? Patreon is a community where listeners like you can support podcasters like me. By becoming a friend of the show, your monthly contribution will allow me to focus on providing great content and outsource other parts of the podcast. Click on the link in the show notes and head over to patreon.com to support our show. For as little as $3, you will give me the opportunity to fund the show and bring you more of what you love. Looking forward to your support and thank you for listening. 
now, back to the show. What that made me think about was, I forget what episode of your podcast this was, but you were talking about the choice that we have and you, you gave the illustration of there being two doors, like a, a door that like leads to like the pits where you complain and grumbling. And then like another door where you have chose to think more positively. And in general, I really just love the fact that you're highlighting that we have a choice. I feel like so many times life just can feel like it's just rushing at us and we don't feel like we even have the time or the opportunity to unpack anything. And we feel like our choice is already made. Like, well, I'm down in the dumps today, but I love that you are giving us that, um, like empowering us to know that we have a choice and how to move forward instead of opening that door to the being in the dumps. But for the person who literally feels like every time they get ready to sit, to try to, to try to choose gratefulness, something else negative happens or something else negative happens and they can't ever seem to find the time or get the opportunity to be more positive. What do you say to that person? Well, first of all, thank you for mentioning that, that image that, that I, you know, that I've created really, it's like, it's the garden or the vineyard versus the store that leads to darkness. And the line is drawn very, very strongly between the two. And I think what I would do, because I felt that way, and I'll tell you, Monique, I learned back in 2016, and I spent about an hour on that, or a year on this, I learned how to get those thoughts and take them captive. But what actually happened is that it, I wasn't getting the change that was required. And I, I liken this to looking out my backyard in Kentucky, we have a lot of dandelions. And so if a thought represented a single dandelion flower coming up, what I got so good at doing was running out to the backyard and snipping those off with my scissors. Every time one came up, a little yellow, you know, a little splash of yellow, boom, I would get it. But they kept coming up and I felt almost defeated. And so after that year, year plus of doing that, I, I found myself really frustrated again. And I kind of felt like I, I just couldn't catch a break. I'm like, Lord, what is it? I'm trying to do everything right. I'm, I'm taking these thoughts captive, but yet I still don't have complete freedom. I'm not walking in that, that joy and that in step with your spirit. I'm just not there. What gives with this? And what I learned from there, Monique, was the importance of number one, re, just rebuking the enemy of our soul, because I have, a, I think I was, I had a lot of attack there, whether it was, you know, just her, lies or whatever you might hurl my way. And, and so I knew that I needed deeper work. The dandelions would keep coming back. Those thoughts would keep coming back unless I really got to the root issues. And that, of course, is where healing takes place. And I'd also like to say that it's not, 
I, I never want someone to think, oh, it's just about my choice. And, and it's just as easy as that, because it's not, it's really a work of the Lord. He does give us the dignity to make a whole lot of choices. And he does admonish us to take our thoughts captive. So we are, we have to be willing participants in this process. We can't just think, oh, he's going to take all of that you know, for us. I mean, he may, but in general, what I found is that it's a relationship and kind of a partnership where he will lead me. He will guide me. He, as I seek him, I find him and that's his word. When you seek the Lord, you will find him. And we need to seek with all our heart and with all our mind as well. And so I felt frustrated also. And many times, even as I was just grabbing those dandelions, it was so frustrating. And I'm like, I just can't seem to catch a break. But even saying that I can't seem to cut, catch a break is a t really is really a toxic thought. And so, I mean, I, we have to be on guard because it, it's, it's not easy. It, it is kind of hard I think it takes discipline and it's it because we're growing and even though an apple tree grows and it seems to effortless effortlessly grow and it bears the fruit that's what can happen in us as well as in just as the spirit it moves in our lives but we also we we partner in that and sometimes we don't realize just how much we've grown until time passes and we're like, oh, wow, I feel that now. I'm not, I'm not going there anymore because I don't want to eat dirt anymore. I'm not going to go into that dark door and play on the enemy's team. He would love to have me there, but I am not in agreement with the enemy of my soul. And that I think is what I would tell the listener who feels like, you know, I, I just can't do this. This is my life is just way too much. I would say, well, that's not what God says about your situation. And I don't even know what the situation might be, but God says his grace is sufficient and it's sufficient in every single scenario, every one. So if his grace is sufficient, then, and he says it is, and I believe him because his, his word is true, then it has to be sufficient in my case as well. And I'm not going to partner with the enemy of myself. I'm not going to come into agreement with him. And the doormat that I had most often, Monique, in front of that door was self-pity. And, and I'm just speaking, you know, personally, um, often I, I felt sorry for, you know, like the poor me kind of attitude or comparison, whatever. I, I, my eyes were on myself. It was a self-focus and a self-pity. And, um, and, but the truth of that, and so I would stand there on the mat of self-pity before I would, you know, be just like, okay, my hands on this doorknob. Am I really going to walk in there? Because I was invited in. And then I would instantly, I would say, no stop. I have this little technique I use with my, in my ministry, I have a, an online course and, and the technique, it's kind of like a system of actually identifying the thoughts and, you know, how does this whole process work? And it's, I call it delete and paste. So when I get one of those thoughts that is not, that is a lie, it's either a, a 
you know, fiery dart of the enemy. It's something I believe, something the world is telling me, my own flesh, whatever it might be. I mentally make it on. I just nope, delete. And then I say paste. So it's the delete paste function on our computers. And what I paste in is what God says about that, about that circumstance. And he is enough for me. His spirit is my comforter. That's where I get my comfort. Not in food, not in alcohol, drugs, a gazillion other things. No, I'm not going to go there because that is not that will not bring the health and wholeness that that God desires for me. And truly, I want to advance his kingdom and I want to be the light for him and I want to shine for his glory. And if I'm all bound up in myself, then it's a little bit more difficult for me to do that. So um, does that help answer that question a little bit? Absolutely. I think that um, provided a lot of practical application that folks can apply and also with you using your personal examples and helping everyone to realize that you didn't just get here overnight and that your life hasn't been all peaches and cream I think that's been very helpful in helping us understand how to apply this a little bit more practically into our life well that's such a good point and and I would also say Monique that it's not like you know, when you have joy and when you're grateful, it's not that suddenly my life is like flatlined. You know, I want to experience all the emotions. I don't mind if I dip because I know I'm going to go higher another time. I, life to me isn't like this big flat line when it comes to my emotions. I don't want to be that way. I'm having a new grandbaby, by the way, and that excites me to no end. So, of course, I'm going to be happy about something like that. And then if something were to happen to, you know, my little Rico the Morky, a little blog mascot or something, I would be terribly sad. Those are all normal emotions. I want to feel and experience the range of emotions. They're God-given. There's nothing wrong with them. My issue so long ago was that my emotions were, I was stuck in negative and toxic thinking and emotions. And, and it seemed like I could not get out. And I realized the power at that point of, that thoughts were having those thoughts that I was engaging and believing that were not true and the impact they had on my outlook and really on how I functioned. So, um, you know, it's, it's not just because, Oh, I'm happy all the time. That is so not my life. Anyway, I have a range of emotions and feelings and, and I, you know, I, it, 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 they don't frighten me anymore. It's, it's just okay to feel. And I just want to pass every thought through God's word and his truth and bring those thoughts into obedience of Christ, as his word says, under his authority. Amen. So at the end of every episode on the show, we love to leave our listeners with an affirmation. And I would love if you can share an affirmation and a scripture with our audience, something that they'll be able to think back on throughout the week and lean on for a source of encouragement and comfort. Absolutely. So my affirmation, I think I would say would be these things. I will choose to think. I will take my thoughts captive. I will give thanks in everything. 
and I will walk with a renewed mind. And as a matter of fact, Monique, those very statements, they have scriptures that, that back up to them. Um, you know, I will choose to think or take my thoughts captive is from 2 Corinthians 10, um, 3 through 5. And then I will give thanks in everything that comes from 1 Thessalonians 5 verses 6, I think it's 16. Um, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing and everything, give thanks. So I will give thanks. And then I will walk with a renewed mind. Um, that's from Romans 12 two, where, you know, Paul writes, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And those scriptures basically epitomize my ministry. They're my story and my experience. And I'd love your listeners to know that they, there is hope and there is freedom and as Christians, we have the mind of Christ. So that might be a challenge I would leave for them is to discover, to go out and discover what that means. What does it mean to have the mind of Christ? So, and then there's one more scripture. It's a translation. It's a CEV. I don't know what um, version that is, but I really love the way it's worded from Proverbs 4.23. And it says, in this version, carefully guard your thoughts because they are the source of true life. And that is worth your time. It's worth your energy. And if you have children, it is it can change the dynamics in your family. And you can be motivated just for that because little eyes may be watching you and how you handle certain circumstances. And what a blessing to show your children that you are entirely relying on God and his truth. And that's where you're, you're laying it all down right there. And that's what you'll back up to and, and what you'll, you know, you'll be in the shelter of God and his word and his truth under his wings. And that's how you're going to do business. And that's how you're going to do your life. So I, I think those are the ones that, that, that would be my affirmation and, um, and the scriptures. I really appreciate that. And I also end each show with a short prayer. So I'll go ahead and pray and then I'll leave you an opportunity to share your social so people can get connected with you. Awesome. Dear Lord, thank you so much for this opportunity to chat with Victoria today. Thank you so much for her sharing your word with us and empowering all of us to choose to think. God, help all of us choose gratefulness over grumbling. God, help all of us choose to meditate on your word versus meditating on the perils of life and the hard things in life. God, I thank you so much for giving us space to feel our emotions, but help us get unstuck so that we can move forward and choose to be in a mindset of gratefulness, of peace, of joy, which you speak on us and which you have given us freely. Help us to possess this and to overcome those hard things and move forward into the things that you called us into. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank so, you so Victoria, much. where can people connect with you? Please tell people where they can find your podcast, because I know they're going to want more of you after hearing this episode. 
Well, thank you so much. That's that's really kind of you to say that. And the podcast name, you can find it anywhere, is Choose to Think. The, the two is in the number two. So Choose to Think. And then my website is victoriadwalker.com. It's also choose to think.co. So if that's easier for you to remember, um, you can use that as well. So those are, those are, and the website basically has, you know, my blog and um, podcast links and everything else. Also on Facebook, I have a podcast community there. So you can find me on Facebook, Victoria D. Walker. Awesome. Thank you so much. Any last words that you want to share before we sign out? Uh, No, but I certainly do appreciate your ministry, Monique, and your heart for encouraging others, for sharing the gospel, for reaching out and proclaiming God's goodness, and for showing and demonstrating your faith. Your light is shining, and I really appreciate all of your efforts and the energy that you put into your ministry. So God bless you. Thank you so much. What a great episode. I was really encouraged by this episode and I hope those practical tips that Victoria provided to us during the show that you'll be able to actually utilize those in your life and that you'll take that affirmation and run with it. I would love to know if you are going to do any of those tips and if you are planning to participate in the challenge that she offered to us at the end, please let me know on social media. You can comment under the post. You can slide in my DMs, you can email me and let me know how this particular episode impacted you. If you have any episode ideas that you would like to hear this season, I am definitely open to ideas. And until next week, I hope you have a blessed week and stay encouraged. I hope you love this week's episode of the Audience of One podcast. Please subscribe to our show and leave us a five-star rating. I would also love if you would share a screenshot of this week's episode on your social media feed so other people can find the show. Until next time, remember, you're doing what you're doing to please God and God only. He's your audience of one. Bye.